and we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of the One Piece Book Club. Our first installment post timescape, our first installment in the new world. I'm your host, Justin LJ90 on Twitter. With me, I have my illustrious veteran pirate guests. They made it through the first half of One Piece. Um, honestly, I gotta be honest. Our first guest, I didn't when we first started this project, I didn't think she would be here, but she's here now, and I couldn't be happier. I'm so happy to share this journey with her. Asia Seeker Chasing Lux, how's it going? It's going. I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. We are also joined by someone that I have known close to all of my life. And I know you. this is not your first time going through this. This is a reintroduction of this series to you. But again, we're exploring it together. Like, as long as I've known you, I didn't know that this was a thing we could share. And I'm happy that we can share this together. Wit, Pulliam, how's it going? Hey, you know, we out here. What's good? Gang, gang, gang. You know, squad reunited and whatnot. I'm excited. It's Yo. what, two years now? But you know what? To link up, squad. You know what? Let's let's just start there. Fishman Island chapters 598 to 653. We start with the reintroduction of the Straw Hats. I will just turn the floor over to you. We're back at Sabaody. It's been two years since the Straw Hats defeat because it was a defeat. They took a L through no uncertain terms. People are like, "Yo, we don't even know if the Straw Hat pirates are real anymore." Like that's how bad it was. But now we're back. Uh, Asia, I'll start with you. What what jumped out to you on this return this this little mini arc return to Sabaody? It's very much you know like going going to visit like after college but you're visiting a new place. Like that was the vibe. It's like you know everybody is definitely a little bit more experienced, a little bit more weathered. And quite frankly aside for sore eyes because it's been a while since we've seen them all in one place so seeing them now after everything has settled has been great and then the look of everybody is great oh my god yes everybody got a new fit you know nami was like hey yo my name is nami i like to steal what's up you know like <laughs> a bad bitch and a bad bitch fit always um i like how settled and very determined everyone looked i felt there was a definite yes. like shift in the tone of the story mm. that was just slightly, you know, more serious. Like, you know, we did obviously take a huge L, we took a huge loss, but we also, um, for the first time, really experienced, like, death from the perspective of the observer. You know, like, we're experiencing it as they're going through it. So it's been nice to sort of, you know, be older teenagers and and growing up a little bit and now we're we're in this whole new place and we've learned a lot and we're about to find out just how much they've grown <laughs> in the next few chapters well we didn't even have to wait that long yeah we at didn't. the end of this at the end of this little piece before they even all got together we saw that they with this re this seeing them reunite was like it was like breath of the wild for those it that was. are cultured you can go fight Ganon at the beginning of the game. You can do that. And that's what they did the first time they rolled up to Saba Odi and got clapped. You can mm -hmm. roll up there with no gear and try and win. You will not win. Now they are returned after completing 100% of the rest of the game and rolled up on Ganon. Like, was this really this hard the first time we came back here? Like, did I miss something? 
this wasn't really that difficult mm-hmm. last time, was it? Because they literally ran through how many pacifistas rolled up on them? Like seven? It was like seven yeah. or eight. It was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they just they were unbothered. At, like not even close. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Like, this is not even the same. It's like when you get to that part in the game and you can't get past it, you take a break from it, you level up your characters a little bit, you know, do a little couple side quests, and then you come back and you're now over-leveled. Mm-hmm. Hella easy. The scaling, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that more, like, later, like, the scaling of how much they've grown was <laughs> definitely wild to to see play out throughout this arc. I'm glad they were able to, like, showcase that without being like, yeah, they're all super strong now because X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, they didn't just say, oh, they're all super strong. They showed you through the fights and how easily they were able to do all that stuff, even by Rayleigh being like, yeah, I'm going to just chill because, you know, they got it. I don't yeah. really need to step in like I did last time in Sabaudi because mm-hmm. I, I know they can handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no, like, hints of concern or worry. It was just right. like, hey, this is what it, it is. is. They're gonna different. they're gonna handle this real quick, and then you know we got some shit we need to get to. Right, right. And how do you feel about everyone's new design? Because everyone came back like with a new look. Um, I'm gonna say like, oh, good. Like me personally, Zoro's redesign. Like I loved Zoro's redesign, and I love Frankie's redesign. Those are the ones that I really enjoyed the most. I liked Usopp's the most. I was about to say we're really not about not to be like out his. here ghosting on Usopp. Yeah, like Usopp this man got the Dr. Miami full. He was putting in work at the gym. Yeah. He, he, he got, got that BBL. BBL. He got the BBL. <laughs> he used his donut, you know. He started drinking his flat tummy tea. Like, he got <laughs> it. tummy tea. He, he got it. I think for, for me, it was, his was the most improved. Um, For everybody else, it was just, like, minor tweaking to, like, age them up. Zoro's, I didn't, like, mine too much. I do like that it wasn't too, like, wild of, like, changes. I don't know. Zoro, Zoro's is fishy to me. Zoro's, Zoro's is hella is, fishy. It's hella eh. fishy. First off, where you get this cut from across your face, Um, you know, right. now you out here looking like freaking, what's his name? With the patch, but he don't have a patch. Like, New Age Sasuke. Out here looking like you don't, like, bitch, who? Like, I don't care about anything. It's like he has scars, but they're not obvious. Like, not obvious, but they're not like, oh, look at my battle wounds. Like, it's so subtle, but it's like, something ain't right. Yeah. but not right. Considering where we saw him last and who was training him. I'm sure when then them flashbacks hit or when we get a call back to that, it's going to be very, very rewarding. Yes. It has to be because we only we've only seen one other scar on him, and that's that big ass one he has across his chest I mean, from yeah. uh, Mister. I float around the ocean and do what I want. Hey, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, and the scar over the eye. I'm very interested in seeing where we go from there. Justin, <laughs> right? You know how he get. What you mean? That tone. Why? <laughs> Tell me, what do you mean? How I get when I get that? I have. I have absolutely. Whit knows what I'm talking about. He said, "I have absolutely no idea what you mean." Well, yeah, Justin, like I did not have start. relations with that woman. I did ass. not have relations with. Wow, that—that's where we are. That's where we are. I mean, I get it. I do. But um, think about it, though. Even aside from, I mean, who else had transformation like uh, noticeable transformation? 
Sanji, you know, could have shaved while he was out, but you know, he decided not to. That's fine. You know, live your yeah, life. Yeah, Robin, she had a little tweak. She got a little tweak. Nami with the long hair. She got some bundles. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love yeah, that. Yeah, and Nami, her tattoo is different too. It is. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. So it's really, really cool too, because like that's a huge like transitional thing. And I hope at some point, well, they did kind of like touch on it too, like later in the story where you saw like the tattoos that like they had that they converted. Mm. Um, so it was it was cool to see that, you know, I don't know. It was good to see like moving on from that story because we do deal with a little bit of emotion from her because Nami does come to a lot of realizations during this arc just about like, you know, like Arlong and how that really like impacted her life for real. But it was nice to see these little hints of tangible like growth. Mm. She's I, I feel like she's also slightly less petty. Like she's she's smart about her petty now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like she's not just quick to act. And I think that's with everyone. Like everyone is m much less quick. To, that's not even a freaking. Can I speak correctly? They're less quick to take action than they have been in the past. Like when fake Nami rolled up on here talking about some girl, do you know who I am? Old Nami, <laughs> the stick would have been across her face. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she would have been been like who do you think you are? <laughs> you know what I mean? So seeing that growth and even Usopp, like he didn't overreact when he went in and met with her, which was yeah. very different than the Usopp we've known before. Yeah, Usopp is real chaotic when he's emotional. Yes. And even when we did see him get slightly chaotic when he's in some of these panels, like it's not anywhere close to what it's been yeah in the it's past. not overdone yeah yeah they did a really great job aging them well i agree writing. the writing and the artwork i feel like definitely like i said gives it that like just a hint of a more like serious tone like okay like mm. we were kids who want to be pirates and now like we're pirates or at least on the way to on the way is a yeah. pirate mm -hmm. yeah and I want, to I want to go back to something that you both brought up earlier, Oda's show don't tell, right? Like he showed you their progression by having the thing that caused them to break up in the first place, the pacifista, the way they so easily dealt with them. That's when we're like, okay, they're serious now. Because when the pacifista showed up at Marineford, they were a game changer. But for everybody that had a name, it was like, okay, this is a minor inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even so, the, even the, the captain, who was it? Who was that captain guy that showed up with the pacifistas? What was his name again? Sentamaru, who is now yeah. a commissioned Navy officer. Yes, he literally was like, uh, these straw hats are built different now because mm -hmm. they had a problem with one before and the pacifistas are n the same strength as they were the last time they fought. Right. And now they're brushing them off like it's nothing. Y'all need to be careful because they're not the same. Right, and we see we see Luffy one shot a pacifista. Zori and Sanji get their moment. I broke his neck. No, I slashed his. Or I broke his neck. I slashed him in half. These were I again. This was something that Zoro couldn't cut before. Oh, true. So I love that. True. I love that progression. Um, fun fact in the anime, all the fake straw hats are voiced by the actual straw hats. Just swapped oh, around. Really? 
I love that. I, I didn't notice. Because I watched I watched all of this. I read it, it, and then I also watched it alongside, just because I wanted to see you know, it, all the colors and everything. I don't think they do it in the dub. But okay. in the original, they all all the original Straw Hats, like I think Sanji voices Frankie. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, or like real Sanji versus voices uh, fake Frankie. But yeah, it, it's a cute that's, little thing that happens. It's cute, but also a nice little premonition to what happens later on. Right. So we see the fake Straw Hats. They're trying to live off the real Straw Hat name, and we're like we sort of get a glimpse about like what the world thinks of the Straw Hats. Not only and, do you think of the straw hats, but like, you really think that, y- like, nobody knows what they look like. Y'all have seen their wanted posters for a minute before this happened. I mean, they did, look and you like just the think that they took two years hats. off and they've just become this. Well, yeah. not just appearance-wise, but reputation-wise, right? Yeah. Like the things that they were threatening to do, the way that other pirates and the and people at Odi were just so ready to believe that, oh, these are the straw hats. That's a nice way of Oda showing us, yo, this is what the rest of the world thinks of this crew. Which is weird. Is it though? It's, it's, it's not because it's, we talked about the control of information Of the before. newspaper, yeah, but it's still like so, consider, so drastically different than like, what was going on initially. Even if it wasn't a propaganda machine, right? You just pretend you're an average person in the world of One Piece. I'm going to list off all the Straw Hat accomplishments, right? Damn. Took down Arlong of East Blue. Took down a Warlord of the Sea. No, I'm sorry. Took down two Warlords of the Sea. Gekko Moria and Crocodile. True. Broke into Impel Down. Broke out of Impel Down. Broke out of Impel Down with two additional Warlords of the Sea. Wrecked Enos Lobby. I'm sorry. Broke into Enos Lobby. Wrecked Enos Lobby. They did both of those things. So, to an average person, like when you start listing off all the things the Straw Hats have done, we have we have the ability, of, like we have the the benefit of context of like, okay, all these things were done because they're doing it for a good cause. But if you're just an average person, what do you mean they broke into Impel Down and released Sir Crocodile? Well, that's the thing. Like they were doing such extravagant things. Why would you then believe these regular degular pirates? would be not also doing extraordinary things do you see what i'm saying okay that part yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. even if you don't have context you wouldn't think oh they were just sitting around for like these are the people that rolled up with white beard to attack the navy just to get ace back you really think i I completely forgot that part you think they're gonna sit around for two years and do nothing or do you like petty theft and roll up into restaurants saying do you know who we are give us food and leave I also think I think the average person in One Piece can't afford to take that risk on the off chance that they are as terrible as I've heard they are let me just mind my black ass business on the off chance cause right like like with Shanks' rep Shanks' rep is pretty well known folks know that Shanks is a chill dude he's an emperor of the sea but for the most part nobody messes with Shanks right his village know like his village knows that he'll hold them down cause People know Shanks. They don't know Luffy. All we know about Luffy are these horrific things that, like, to an average person that believes in the warlord system that doesn't understand how corrupt it is, you took down two of them? You broke one out of... You broke two more out of Impel Down? 
You destroyed Enos Lobby after breaking into it? But then you did nothing? That's that's where I, I would start oh. to get a little suspect. Like, these guys, are they really? What was the last thing you stole? Well, I that's know. That's why the Navy... You saw the Nate Sensamaru figures out instantly. No, these are fakers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was easy to tell, but they've also seen the the straw hats. Yeah. But not only that, it's like I can get why people that are aligned with the straw hats wouldn't say anything because they're like, oh great, this is just more cover for them while they're out doing whatever they're doing, and you know, whenever we see them, we see them. But in the meantime, this person can fill that need, which worked perfectly because the Navy rolled up. When somebody snitched and was like, hey, the straw heads are over here, not knowing who they were, and it it worked out. But right. Still, like, y'all can't be that dumb. Like, there's no, I don't believe everybody r- is really that dumb. There, I don't think of it as them being that dumb. I just think of it as them saying, I can't oh, take the risk. Exactly. Yeah, I, okay. On the off chance, <laughs> I'm not going to take the risk. I'm going to mind my business. Um, the other thing that we learn in this arc is Kuma's last act of free will was guarding oh the Sunny. Yes. Uh, and it, as soon as I saw it happening, I was like, this is what Justin was talking about. This is what he uh-huh. meant. And now mm-hmm. I feel bad. Now I feel sad. Mm-hmm. For Kuma. Yeah, that was a, a very tough moment. Sacrificed oh what was left of his humanity for Dragon Sun. Because we find out, I don't think we touched on this in Marineford because there was so much going on. Kuma's a member of the Revolutionary Army. Yeah. So he sacrificed himself for Dragon Sun. Which is crazy because Luffy really could have just been out here doing whatever. Right. And not even aligned with his dad. He could have been Blackbird 2.0, but he doesn't know because he's just like, oh, well, it's Dragon, it's Dragon Something to consider. For all we know now, Luffy is not aligned with his dad. Luffy and his dad have two very different goals. But that's what I'm saying. That Kuma didn't even take into account yeah. that that might be a possibility. Yeah. He was just like, oh, Dragon Son. And it's like, okay, but when when was the last time you saw him? Have you seen yep. Luffy? This is the first time you've seen Luffy, no? Like, And yet you trust him with your life? Did you see what happened to his other son? I mean, I'm just saying. Mihawk brought it up. Luffy's ability to make people want to help him and to rally people around him is his greatest weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's his greatest weapon. Um, Oh, also, again, if you're just an average person, the second in command of Gold Roger's son supports him. Right. Yeah. Um, Also, shout out to Perona. I just love anytime Perona shows up. I think she's one of my favorite side characters. Uh, oh, is that the pink-haired girl, right? The that ghost girl. With the umbrella? Mm-hmm. Uh, she has the second most broken devil fruit in the series. She's so cute. She's adorable. I, yeah. I love her and her little ghosty friends. <laughs> and they work on you regardless. Like, there's no protection against that. There's yeah. nothing you can do to stop it. Unless you're Usopp and, you know, you, you just you just out here like... Listen, bitch, I'm already sad. What you got? Usopp <laughs> <laughs> sitting here like, I already have depression. That's not going to work. I am in a constant state of fear. Try, please try again. <laughs> oh, God, they start cheering You have so much to live for. Anyways, Thriller Bark was fun. Um, the other thing that happens in this arc is we meet Caribou. Car- oh, yeah. 
cow caribou. Yeah, about the sandy man, right? Or mud? What is, what is his power? Swamp, the swamp swamp fruit. Swamp he is a living swamp. And apparently that means he can store whatever he wants inside of him. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. But very useful. Yeah. And we see Caribou is in a position that the Straw Hats were in two years ago. Right? A rookie pirate that thinks he's hot shit and then quickly realizes he is a big, he is a small, he is a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Because once you got out in the real world, like, the Straw Hats captured him with the greatest of ease. With ease. With the greatest of ease. He captured himself. If we're going to be honest. He captured himself. And he thought his men were behind him. He turns around; they're all gone. And then he just and stays love, in that little I love, barrel. I love that they. I love that they brought back the cow. <laughs> the yes. From Arlong, and as soon as he sees Luke, <laughs> he's like, "Nah, he's buddy." Like, he's like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I know that face. <laughs> y'all ain't about to catch me. I don't care if I'm pulling this boat. Y'all coming with me?" <laughs> so, the ship is coded. We're going to Fishman Island. I loved that sequence of like the boat going lower and lower and like just Oda does paneling really well and he also does setting very well and the setting for this was just phenomenal it gets darker as they keep going lower and lower Luffy beats up a Kraken because of course we love the Kraken though what was his name Sudame yes we love him I love uh, too how like when they're when they're on the way down and everybody's like in awe and they're like oh my gosh it's so pretty and Zoro's like yeah I don't care and Sanji's like yeah bitch because you got on somebody else's boat and you've already come down here on accident. How did he get back up by himself with no bubble? That's what I want to know. Oh they didn't go so Zoro's boat didn't go too far down. He went or, down far uh, enough. Alternatively he just swam because he's that good. Man. One or the other. Uh, so we get to Fishman Island and before we talk about all of the lore that was dropped on us here, cause that's going to take a while. I do want to talk about the villains, Hody Jones and Vander Ecken. I will admit my first read through of this weekly, like as was happening, happening weekly, I missed what Oda was trying to do with that, with Hody specifically. Well, hold on. Before before I give my thoughts, I wonder what you two thought about. Let's start with Hody Jones. What did you two think of Hody Jones? Jones, that was the one that was trying to get with the princess, or that was Deccan? That was Vander Ecken. Hody is the steroid dude. Steroid dude. Oh, the munch. Oh, the guy that was friends with um, Arlong that was like, man, Arlong is the best. Y'all don't know what you're talking about after humans. Okay, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate, okay? He had Voldemort syndrome, okay? He was not the favorite child. People thought he was weird. They got thrown off to the side. And then he realized, why are the humans keeping the wizards in check? Why can't we be who we want to be? Fuck them. We should be able to do what we want. And some people got behind him. And some people were like, Rudd Chill, your measures you're taking are kind of extreme. And he said, I said what I said. Y'all can come or y'all cannot come. That's how I feel about about him because again he was in the slums forced by the the fish people right they lived in these terrible conditions and it's like it's so obvious that they just like didn't care about like they sit here and say you know oh well the fishmen you know 
we we need to you know band together blah 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 all this stuff but they literally cast these kids out of their little city bubble thing so these kids don't have any respect for the people inside the bubble but yet they're still willing to fight the humans so that all of the fishmen can be on the surface without having to be scared so like i get it however comma (laughs) the way you went about this probably not the best again the same with Arlong the way you went about this not the best I can see why you're upset I can I can Killmonger I see why you're upset however just saying F all the humans probably not the best probably not the best you know but at the same time it's like they're living in this fantasy of I want to go we want to be able to be on the surface without any worry do y'all know what's waiting on the surface for you you literally by yourself Fund the slave trade by yourself. There could be no other people that show up at the slave trade. No humans, no giants, just the fishmen. You're literally putting a larger target on yourself. Again, maybe not the best way to look at it. However, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. Yeah, he was definitely... um a lot more militant and I think malicious in that in that like philosophy about humans but all in all and I think that was the beauty of this arc right because everything Mm -hmm. in context was really about how it's cyclical it became the cyclical thing like humans and y'all got beef everybody's thinking about their own position nobody's willing to put down that that load right like you're so far gone in your hatred you end up becoming exactly like what you claim to hate about Mm -hmm. the humans like you've become that you found a way to get strong by hook or by crook it doesn't matter you're now abusing these steroids right you're out here booling and you didn't stop to think for one second that hey like maybe I'm the villain in somebody else's story because I've spent all of this time, like, killing people. But I don't even think he even cared. Because, like, again, the what was the guy's name that, the fishman that died that was with Arlong and um, Junebear? Fisher Tiger. Yes, Tiger. Fisher Tiger. Even when he was trying to, you know, advocate for, we're not going to kill the humans even because apparently they can all be bad. He was so he had so much hatred rooted in him that he knew that he couldn't change. He was mm-hmm. like, just because, you know, I don't want other people to think that doesn't mean that I believe that myself. I just don't right. want it to be passed on to the next generation. Generation, yeah. And I just don't want this to hatred to real. spread beyond me, but I'm not gonna let it go because it hurt me too much. But he he still didn't want that message to get out. Yeah, I. All right, I guess it is kind of impossible to talk about Hody without talking about some of the larger lore aspects. Okay. Yeah. The way they handled Fisher Tiger was so incredibly nuanced. I was shocked. I loved it. Like, Fisher Tiger climbs up the red line with his bare hands, frees all the slaves, kills celestial dragons, and then turns his own Jolly Roger into a symbol to hide the fact of who was enslaved and who was a pirate. Oh my gosh, yes. 
Yo, that I had a thug tear on that one because like that I that's beautiful. That's so and it's it's crazy yeah. because it's like one, no one else is gonna look no one's gonna look at you different now. They're not gonna look at you and go, Oh, you were you were a slave. Oh, you were yeah. you were owned by the celestial dragons. They're gonna look at us all and not know how to differentiate one between the other. Mm-hmm. So you're now free from that that mark of I'm lesser than. Because we are all outcast together because we're all pirates. Like, that, that is beautiful. That was so It good. was that- really, really well oh. done. And I think that, like, entreaty was, I think, particularly special because we don't really, like, in context, like, everything that happens down here is such, like, a microcosm for, like, what's going up, like, what's going on in the, you know, the actual, like, world. Like, they're just in this, like, bubble. And it's just like, yo, there's a lot of intersectionality here, but also, like, we're still pirates. And at the end of the day, like, we're also being hunted. Like, niggas got bounties. <laughs> like, no, you know, no one's really, like, exempt from that punishment of that, that worry. And it was a very nice way to like bring it all full circle and to also allow you to connect to the story from different angles really like that's what i really really enjoyed about this arc and why it's like my new favorite arc because you really do get to see like how everybody was affected like you don't fully see like um his backstory you don't fully see like everything for like arlong either but you have enough to put together like the impact and how those things like fundamentally created the, the the characters that you're dealing with, like how they engage with the world and how they engage with each other. So it was like really, really well done to me. I think the only other thing that like really got me other than, you know, him not accepting the blood and then that story getting spun out into, well, nobody saved him and the yeah. the brand the rebranding for all for all of the pirates was when they got that little girl and they were bringing her back and she was so conditioned to just be basically a robot slave like watching that really hurt like she she literally as soon as she got there and she had got hit and they were she was she got up and kept smile, that creepy smile she had and was like don't worry, I'll clean. Please don't kill me. I'm still yeah. here. It's okay. Please don't kill me. Yo, like, like that yeah. was so hard. And Jinbei did such a good job at explaining to the rest of the crew, like, she's probably had to see her friends die for responding. She's mm-hmm. literally a child, and she's scarred. So be easy on her. Yeah, like no. Like this you, the- you, she's been a slave just how we were slaves. So don't come out here acting like you're better than her just because she's a human. Because she yeah. was owned by the social dragons just like you. Right, and like I, I love that it's Jimbei the one that points out to the crew like, yo, of all of, of anyone else in the world, Cola knows what we're going through. Yes. Maybe even more so. Yeah. And like even in spite of all of that, Fisher Tiger on his deathbed said, I can't take her blood. I still hate humans. And I'm like, that's a lesser author would have had that be the kumbaya moment. Yes. But Oda's like, no, these are real people with real feelings. 
Not even, not even that. He would have had the kumbaya moment as when she was brought back to her parents, and they were like, "Oh, fishmen aren't bad," but we find out that her parents are snakes because they're racist. Yo, they her called the freaking. It was a trap. The whole thing was a trap, and they were, and her the daughter was like, "Oh, what's gonna happen to Uncle? What did she call him? Uncle Tiger? What is that? What Uncle Tiger? Him? Yes." Uncle Ti Tiger, what, what's going to happen to Uncle Tiger? Is he okay? And the mom literally tried to shut her up and say, no, the fishmen are bad. I don't know what they told you, but, like, just don't worry about it. Yo, her mom went 53% real quick. Oh, my God. Seeing that was like, yeah, this should, this this is realistic. This is what would really happen in this situation. It wouldn't be, hey, we've returned your daughter. Oh, my gosh, we're such better people now. Oh, yeah, my gosh, like fishmen are actually you, good. Yeah. No. They're still racist. Like, yo! Like, yeah, Thanks for giving my daughter back. However, get away I just called us. the police. They're on exactly. their way, and I told them that you struck me. Literally, <laughs> that is what happened. Not I told them you struck me. No, I mean, that... That, that is they basically did, what happened. They no. went full white woman. Like, her parents went full white woman. And not like... Like, insert, insert image of that bitch in the forest calling the police. This is literally her... <laughs> Oh, yo and and again it, like it's depressing as hell to read but oda is so, so good realistic. at it because it's like this would happen like no this, this again guy but that's it, I, what, do, I do appreciate like jimbe's like importance in the story and also i feel like he's had like a lot of key moments like obviously like the blood is is like a huge huge thing but i feel I feel like it couldn't have been anybody like but him. Yeah, right. To see the fact that you get two you get two different sides, right? You get you get um Uncle Fish, who is yeah, he understands, but nothing changes for him. He's willing to die with that ideology. Yeah. If that's what it means, then he's willing to die. Um but the new generation, Jimbe is like, nah, like, fuck the law. Like, what's up? Like, can we get him up right now? And um, Luffy accepting that, it, it shows both both ends. It shows that, yeah, there is a willingness by the next generation to actually carry this forward. So, you know, old old princess, like, her life is actually, was actually, like, not in vain because we do end up getting this moment where it comes full circle and they're able to heal that. Um, It was very, like, important to me when they were talking about it. And I forgot who it was that said that, you know, that that law was part of the curse also. Like, that's part of what they had to break. Like, that is one of the the larger tenants that were holding them fast to that racism in like a weird way because it's just this basic understanding that like yo even if it's a life or death situation i'm still not fucking with you like you could say whatever you want but there's gonna be no blood exchange so to see everything come around full circle on that for the newer generation for the ones that are now just getting out there and seeing the older folks willing to like you know be about it run their hands and die about it i'm like that's fitting because that's that's how it would work like not everybody's gonna get to the point where after decades of hatred they come around you know what i mean exactly. like they might just understand it on paper and just be like you know what that's for the young kids to to figure out at least the least i could do now is die and not take it forward 
so i appreciated right. like that's why i said like before i really liked that we got to see it from like so many different perspectives and very realistic ones at that and like even the kumbaya moment it's earned right it's that moment of jimbei yeah. saying i'll give him blood because i'm an outlaw yeah. Right, like I'm, I'm already, I'm already a pirate. Yeah, hello. And that already kicked me out the city. And I love that that moment doesn't change everyone's minds. All it does is let the king know, okay, we can start moving forward. I still have my issues as king, cause that was still my wife, but we can start to move forward. Like, God, what was that guy? What was that one guy? He was like an octopus. He was a superhuman hater. The one that was friends with Jinbei. Yes. That was rolling on the pipe. Yo, he was about the smoke. He said, are we rolling on the humans or not? Because I'm here regardless, but like, let me know. Because I'm with it. Uh, you know, while, while we're on the, the subject, we started talking about Hody and then we sprawled into all this other stuff. But that actually serves my point about Hody. This is what I missed about Hody my, my first time reading this. I'm like, yo, Hody is such an underwhelming character. He's an underwhelming character because he's not a full person. He is living in Arlong's shadow. Yeah. He is a shadow of Arlong. Yeah. Right down to his motivations. He is a retread of Arlong. He has nothing original about himself. Everything about him is artificial. From his powers, the drugs, artificial. His charisma, artificial. His motivation, artificial, because he's the one that shot the queen. Everything about him is fake. He is a fake Arlong. I didn't catch that my first time reading this. It's crazy because, like... He's a fake Arlong only from like if Arlong was like a TV uh, personnel. He yeah. saw from only what he saw that Arlong sh uh, was al allowing him to see. Because Arlong wasn't there all the time. He was there, you know, when he was real, real little as one of the older kids. But then when he went off on his adventures, he didn't see him again. He didn't see all that shit that Arlong actually went through or the reason behind why he did it. All he heard was humans equal bad. Arlong is cool. I want to be like Arlong and then followed his formula that he thought Arlong was a part of. Exactly. Arlong are different people. They are, they had, they did not have this. The only similarity that they had was F the humans, but Arlong's reason for F the humans and his reason for F the humans were not the same. And speaking of Arlong, this arc made Arlong was one of the rare villains that I did not think could be redeemed, right? Like, I just thought he was scum for what he did to Nami. Then we get that little nugget in Saba Odi where Hachin says, yeah, Arlong Park looks like Saba Odi because Arlong wanted to build a replica of the place he wasn't allowed to set foot in. That he, we saw him go up as a child watching it with those bright, optimistic eyes. Saying one day I want to be able to come up here only to get smacked down and told no. So I was like, oh, that's kind of depressing. Then we get his full backstory. Yo, I'm not saying I agree with Arlong. I'm just saying I understand how Arlong got to the place that he was. Listen, I don't have to like it to understand it. That's, yeah. That is the moral of this arc. And I feel the coming arcs. You know what I mean? Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't get where you were coming from. It also contextualizes, because you guys have brought up, um, or Asia, you brought up when we were talking about the Arlong arc. Why did he stay in East Blue? Oh, this is why. Because if he actually tried to run up on anyone of consequence, he'd get that ass clapped. Yeah. Like, Kizaru... I mean, to be fair, though, a couple of people did roll up on them, and they were like, All right. well, no, that was Tiger. 
Yeah. No, Fisher Tiger was that dude. He was living on the heels of Fisher Tiger because he had Tiger's crew, or at least half of them. Right. I think Arlong vastly underestimated, like, oh, they're humans. We can take out a few humans. And then Borsalino, who we know as Kizaru, showed him, no, son, you're actually at the bottom of the food chain. I'm a, I am a vice admiral. I'm not, even, I'm not even the top of the food chain. Let me show you how below it you are. And then Jinbei just beats him. As someone with a younger brother, I completely understand why Jinbei whooped Arlong's ass. Because Arlong, oh, yeah. Arlong was popping off a little too slick after I'm, I cut this deal to save your ungrateful ass, and you're going to call me a sellout? You know what? No, come here. And he beat Zush. Oh, he beat him so bad. I don't, I don't know. I, I forget how they play this out in the anime, but on the manga like you just see everyone watching like damn Jim I mean I get it but you don't have to beat his ass like that yes I do <laughs> it was it was the principality yo it on GP but like it but it this also shows like Arlong's whole like oblivion to how the power world works up on the surface level it shows how distinct each region we've been in is and how mm-hmm. separated they are. The Skypea people, they didn't really know about a whole bunch of stuff that was going on in the human world. They were just as confused and doing completely different stuff, not even worried about it. The mm-hmm. people in Fishman Island, very oblivious. Y'all re- y'all don't even realize y'all are getting sold off to slavery because I feel like somebody would have caused a problem by now. But they got their own issues, you know, the whole no arc thing, the whole all the little drag dragon people, blah, 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 whatever. They got a whole bunch of stuff going on down here that, you know, maybe some people in these other regions also don't know about. Or maybe they do. That could be a problem for another day. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Justin, I know something wrong with that boat. We're going to get to that, too. But- oh, which, which, which boat? Because so. Which boat? Oh, my Bec- God. So which the, boat? There's two boats. <laughs> Remember, when we first go when we first go down. Brooke says, hey, that's the Flying Dutchman. Oh, yeah, the one that What's-His-Face was on. No. The Flying Dutchman is the boat that Brooke said, yo, oh, no, this no, shouldn't exist. He was, on, he was on the Moby Dick, right? That was the other boat? Um, no, that's not right. No, it was the Flying Dutchman that we saw What's-His-Face on. Mm-mm. Was it not? The Flying Dutch. So the Flying Dutchman is like, one, it's a huge pirate legend of the Flying Dutchman being like the Reaper of Souls in the ocean, blah, blah, blah. But Brooke right. explicitly states, yo, this shouldn't be here. This shouldn't exist. Keep in oh, mind. You did say that. No, okay, we're talking about the same thing. So when when we first saw the guy that had that giant, that had like the, 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 the face beard, when they rolled up, they were on the, fly, the, the Flying Dutchman. And Brooks was the only one that responded to, is that the Flying Dutchman? Everybody else was just like, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to run. I thought you were talking about the second boat, which I can talk about. So, okay, this is your this is your warning from now on. If I can talk about something that lets you know that we haven't resolved it yet. I can talk about the Noah. Listen, we can talk about Joy Boy. The the minute that I saw the boat and I was like, oh, okay, and it start it was falling initially. I know I'm skipping ahead, but when it was falling, I was like, oh no, they gotta find a way to stop it. And, and Luffy said, "Why Luffy should I stop started, it?" <laughs> Luffy started go- as soon as he started breaking the boat. I literally fell out of I physically fell out of my chair and said, "I know he's not touching this boat. That these 
these princes were literally ready to sacrifice their their sister for it. I know for a fact he's not punching this boat right now. They were literally ready to give up everything for the boat. They said, fuck you and your life and our daddy. The boat comes first. Daddy said the boat comes first. The boat comes first. But of course Luffy was going to do that. It goes goes back to the Baradier. The minute Luffy realized, oh, this is what they want. This is the hostage in the situation. I'll shoot the hostage. Now what? This is what I mean when I said... He's gotten slightly smarter, but still, we're still not there. We're still making questionable no, he... choices. And but the only thing that redeemed him was when the giant, the giant uh, fish, were pulling it away, and they were like, you know what? First off, he could hear us. I'm pretty sure. Second off, you know, somebody's gonna have to fix this, and we can find somebody to fix it, which lets me know it's redeemable, so we can fix it. Which is probably gonna be Frankie because he's the only person that actually knew what the f the boat was going on. Him and that other guy that was apparently. I'm about to say not Frank, not Frankie, but Tom's brother. Because yeah. remember, Frankie sees Tom's brother there. Yeah. So it was crazy. Well, I mean, Tom was a fish man, so. True. But all right, so briefly about the Noah and Joy Boys promise. You all should pay very, 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 very close attention every time Joy Boy is brought up. Joy Boy and the promise he made and the Poneglyph that he wrote. I did, how could someone write that language? Oh, you must have existed during the void century. Oh, no. I'm sorry I broke my promise, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just pay attention to that. Um... But I think Luffy attacking the Noah was the right decision because they were going to sacrifice Shirahoshi for the Noah. And Luffy said, that's dumb. That's really dumb. <laughs> Let me solve this problem for you, actually. But what, what killed me about that whole scene was if she had literally just two seconds sooner screamed out, the fishies would have came and got the boat and it wouldn't have fallen. That's what I'm upset about. This whole thing could have been avoided. And then on top of that, it stops falling. The fish people are there. Luffy's like, all right, cool, we're good. And then he starts to fall because he, obviously he's tired. And the bitch doesn't even try to catch him. And then the fish are like, uh, you might want to go get him before he just got to, you know, fall in the rubble because that looked kind of dangerous. And she's like, oh, my God, I probably should. Luffy, oh, no. And then she goes after him. And he's getting beat up by all the, like, every two seconds on the way down. Like, that really made me upset. Because I'm like, girl. Well, so, okay. It's not sure Hoshi's fault she didn't realize that she's an ancient weapon. By the way, hi. It is her fault that she didn't catch him when he was obviously falling down. But you know what? The fact that she is her mother's child, because her mother was on some stuff, too. Right. That bitch would literally backhand somebody in the middle of the street and talk about some, I did it because I loved you. Bowen Hancock 1.0. I don't see the problem. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the whole, like, communicate with, like, the Neptune. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I have a note here because I noticed that Luffy responded. Uh huh. Like, he. Yes, he did. What was going on? Yes, he did. So, that brings me to a question. Yeah. Ask your question. Okay, so he get that from his mama's side or his dad's Ooh, side? Ooh, that was a good question. 
Okay. I Justin, didn't even think for of the that. podcast. Justin has turned on a camera, guys. <laughs> you know, you know what that means. He's smirking into the camera. I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought, you know, young and dumb, and you know, no, enter the rest, also, of, the, uh, rest no, of the saying there. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing, though, right? Mm. So my other friend Justin, who also reads this shit, spoiled mm-hmm. some shit for me, and he was like, you know, we see an example of somebody related to Luffy, also being able to communicate on some type of level. Mm. And I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> so I will say this. She's, she's a weapon, all right? And my nigga can... Wait, can I say nigga on this podcast? Okay, it's too late. Now, and if, It's my podcast. Yes, you can say nigga. Come on now. <laughs> if my nigga Luffy can also do that it's like why is this nigga racking up like now we're getting into you know what i'm saying we're getting into ridiculous shonen territory so at least he doesn't know like i don't think he realizes that so that's definitely going to be an interesting thing to see him come to because it was just like that split moment in the panel where there's that like knowing but there's no like comment on it yeah i don't think he it's not that he doesn't realize it i don't think he realizes that only here uh shirahoshi can also talk to and do fish. that i think he's right. just like oh it's just talking fish because we're in fishman island obviously to be fair, gonna talk yes, here. everything be talking but yeah. this is a whole other level though because i don't think he realizes um them them neptune folks they kind of brought like they was out here in these streets so which haven't we seen them before hold on yes we have the neptune that's what i'm saying we've seen them in the past these same ones when they when they first get to the grand line line. this is how oda showed you yo this is why no one leaves the grand line through the calm belt because these things live there i'll say this though about luffy's ability i'll say two things one it's not necessarily genetic okay but it can be it can be. It can be inherited genetically. It definitely is. Yeah. Yes. In Shorty's case, it's definitely genetic. And we're going to see another example of it being genetic later. Okay. So this brings me to another question. So is that a gift they can bestow upon people? Like, mm. what is the other way that you can get that ability? Now you're asking the right questions. I'll also say this. Just because you can understand them doesn't mean they'll listen oh that too oh that's fair shirahoshi yeah, is the only yeah you so know what another ma- language don't mean niggas gonna do what you say what makes shirahoshi an ancient weapon is the fact that the neptunians listen to her listen yeah she has dominion over them she has the voice of all things and they listen to her luffy has the voice of all things and they're just like and they're like but that's a nice hat you got on it's crazy because they didn't it they didn't recognize him they shouldn't recognize him they've never seen him before they were like "Mm, that boy so that that leads me to believe that it might not be hereditary because i feel like they would know if they would know the bloodlines come from one of our people you know yeah that makes sense yeah they recognize be aware like they recognize something about him they're like okay you seem familiar familiar yeah yeah but you're not him and you're going to see that theme come up a lot of people saying, Luffy, you remind me of X, but you're not him. And Is it Roger? No, we already know. 
Sound like you, daddy. So I'll, I'll also say this: Dragon is Luffy's father, like that. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying, do he remind them of Roger? No, he doesn't remind them of Roger. Okay. There is a. Does he remind them of of, of his dad? Nope. There is I another. Don't think it's his dad. There's another pirate of importance that, and we have no confirmation on this, but I think this is what Oda's building to. There's another pirate that we're starting to, like, we, we first heard his name in this arc. I think that's who Luffy is supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be the, the next representation of, mm. yeah, of this person. And I like the way Oda's handling this. Like, he's not making Luffy this child of destiny. He's making Luffy someone that people say, oh, you remind me of that guy that also inspired us. Yeah. And there's someone else on the other side of that coin who he's doing that with. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking, this is next level shit. Like, it's what Kishimoto wanted to do with Naruto and Sasuke, having them both be children of the six paths. But instead of making them literally children of the six paths, have them inherit their ideology and just represent them metaphorically, not literal child, like, like not literal children of destiny, right. which is it's what like he did a, with Sasuke. Like history, it's like a history repeating itself just in a different time. Right. And like in Luffy's case, cool because then it, you, you see these people that think these these ideals are their, they're of their own, but it's like. This built. There, there were things in this world that built up to you thinking that way, and you're not the first person to think that. Well, so in Luffy's case, it's coincidental. I don't think Luffy is intentionally trying to be this person. They just happen to have a similar worldview, and Luffy is becoming strong enough to live out that style. Yeah. I think with the other person, he is actively trying to copy this person's ideals and is succeeding, and it's terrifying, and we're not ready for that. Um, I mean, does he talk to the sea dragons? I think he can. But again, talking to them and them listening to you, two different things. Very different. Uh, And that's what makes Shirohoshi an ancient weapon. One of the three ancient weapons. We have Uranus, Poseidon, and I am blanking on the third one, but they're all named after Roman gods. Mm. Uranus, Poseidon, Pluton. That's the other one, Pluton. I have another. I'm raising my hand. All right. (laughs) Oh, that trifling ass bitch, Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yet again, who sneaks off in the yep. middle of everything? Oh, bitch, you ain't lie. You ain't lie. Not, not. Oh, we all just so happen to be converging at the at the the forest. Right. And guess who's at the forest first? Right. So I don't want to hear none of y'all. No push. Nobody <laughs> I received us. a few tweets. Because we said what we said. What we my... said what we said. Correct. I received a few tweets, you know, trying to address <laughs> my distaste, you know, why I detest her so much. But hey, I feel like it's really clear. And if you guys have been rereading with us, I don't see how it's unclear. How do you not like, see it? She's moving. She disappears. She's shady. She done found her little hieroglyph readings that she could read. And told and nobody. Again, Actually, well, technically, not a part of the crew. She's not a part of the fucking crew. Like, she told the king. She's not sharing with the class, but you know who she did roll up on in the middle of a party? Pulled to the king to the tide talking about some. So why don't you go ahead and tell me about XYZ? Mm-hmm. Does anybody else know about this? No. I would just like to know. Yeah. Robin read the Robin read the apology from Joy Boy. Girl. And 
God damn, this arc is broken. <laughs> no, like it really is. And you know, I was very, very happy because like last week we didn't record and I was almost finished. And then I reread everything. That reread, mm-hmm. like it was oh, it hit so different. Well done, girl. The way the so way well when she done. pulled the king off to the side, and the minute she said that, he in you could see it. I don't know if you watched the anime, but in a split second, you could see him contemplating eliminating her, and then quickly adjusting and being like, "Let me hear what she has to say first. But in the back of his mind, you could tell he was like, "She might have to go." I'm not Cause she's still, she might have to go. She's cause she's still a pirate. Go. No, cause she's still a pirate. Like, yeah, but beyond your that, boss is cool. However, I don't know about pirate. you. Right. She's a pirate that can read and engage with these artifacts. I understand why she's not making that known known. Like, girl, ain't nobody telling you to get on the loudspeaker and be like, hi, my name's Nico Robin. I read ancient <laughs> literature about all the secret weapons. Nobody's asking you that. But I to feel like fair, that's... Though, who might come for her if they know that she can do that? That's the thing. I mean, it's going to be the world government. But oh, no. It, she can do that. It, it's not just the world government. No, I feel like yeah. there's some other it's... people that would be like, oh, she worked? Let, Hold up, we got a we got a clean spot. Turns a second in command, bullet through the head. We got a clean spot right here. Dust off the chair. She can go ahead and sit right up on here. You know what? Let's transition to my favorite part of this arc. Uh, this is how good Freshman Island is. We haven't even talked about the fights the Straw Hats had. Like we're just so engrossed in the lore and world oh, building. Within, yeah. within uh, Fishman I, Island. Alright, so the fights, they happen. The Straw Hats are strong as fuck now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. They, they brawl it. Okay. control the, the okay. dinosaur monster form now. <laughs> yes. That was, was so really, cute. Really cute. Seeing really him cute. do his little embarrassment hula, hula, Yo, hula motion. I'm not gonna lie. Giant form. Like, so reading cute. that panel and seeing Monster Chopper, I was like, oh no, why is he doing this? Oh no, I can control it now. It's cool, guys. I'm like, oh no, it's... It, Alright, cancel Christmas. Chop. <laughs> this is, this is my campaign. Bad. Yeah, Chop's that boy. Chopper yeah, is the is. Chopper is the second best Devil Fruit user in the series. There's only there's only one other character who has more mastery over their Devil Fruit than Chopper. One. I will fight. I will die on this hill. Chop, Chopper is the first character we meet that can augment his Devil Fruit. No one else has replicated what Chopper's been able to do. And he's, no he's, one. He's chilling in the background. He don't even be bothering nobody. Chop, Chopper awoke. Chopper has an awakened devil fruit before we even knew what that meant. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, put respect on Chopper's name. Um, right. Chopper can control his devil fruit now. Zoro is just. Zoro one shots the final boss at the beginning of the arc. Yes. Underwater. He one shots a fish man underwater. And, <laughs> and I. I do love the the contrast in, you know, them still showing like everybody's like individual scenes and the confidence in which they're moving now is so much more apparent. Yo, Nami's out here just alright, cool, which you, you can't you can't hurt me. Yeah, like I don't know what you're talking about. Matter of fact, clear the path. Luffy's about to walk through it. And I felt like that was so crazy because in context, like how much people they killed in this arc. Because oh, dude's army was how big? No, no. Collateral damage. Yeah, dude's army was insanely big, and Luffy took on half of that by himself, and the rest of them dealt with 
everybody else. Are you talking there about that 300 no- scene? The the conqueror's yeah. when Luffy yeah. shows his conqueror's hockey. Yes. Yeah. But again, that. it was such a very nice way to show everybody's level up. Yes. Cuz everybody was fighting. Everybody was fighting together and not only that, I think you see the comfort like the same comfort like when they they first started like traveling to fishman island where you know luffy's like yeah we're 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 doing it man like we're gonna figure it out like there is no more i think like hesitation in that movement it was just so like fluid like the squad was on the ground fighting and he just came through (laughs) and started wailing yo it was was really well done when he used conqueror's hockey and Zoro said, my captain should be able to do at least this. Yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to bring up. So, there was there was a point when, I think it, it was either Rayleigh, it was somebody asking about hockey. And Luffy was like, oh yeah, me and Zoro can do X and Y. So, okay, they asked about... This happens, like, towards the end of Fishman Island, beginning of Punk Hazard. Someone is going to ask Luffy about hockey. He says, yo, who are your hockey users? Luffy says, me, Zoro, and Sanji can all use armament and observation hockey. Yes. But what killed me when he said that was, bitch, how did you know? How did you know? You haven't talked about that. You literally just met back up. So unless your observation hockey is so fine-tuned... That you can now understand when other people are hockey users. Yeah, I wouldn't see why not. But I mean, why? It, why it, is it center. that they, he can he can pick out both of those types of hockey within those two? So one of two things happened: they either told him while they were on the boat, and we just missed it, or he can tell just by looking at them. Both of those answers are valid. I'm gonna go yeah. with the look because ain't no freaking. Yeah, way. I'm gonna go with the look. Zoro don't be talking; he be sleep half the time. Also true. But it's also like it's. <laughs> I think just based on the description of how it looks, I'm sure it's a particular feeling too. Yeah. Once you are attuned to it and you use it, you I'm, just know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I also Which, love that uh, they they do things to illustrate it for us as the observer, but yeah. like within it, like when we did see hockey before it was a similar thing everybody was just on that level it was just like a known thing like hey this is what we do mm-hmm. so i feel like it probably does change like the environment how everything feels yeah i also love that they all use the armament hockey in different ways yeah. like sanji used it to augment his kicks Zoro used it to coat his swords and luffy's like i punch harder now right like there's different applications and We'll talk about observation hockey later because that's actually I think yeah, observation I hockey is the got, most interesting one. I uh, I got something I want to say it. Yeah. Um. But my favorite part of this arc is the party we learn about the world. We Jimbei tells Luffy, "Hey, Blackbeard is the new emperor now." Which is like by default, like I guess, yeah, you yeah. won, but like, like you did deserve it, but time like but also uh, you were an autofill i mean mean? there was no tryouts there was a tryout all whitebeard's old crew rolled up on him and he (laughs) said no 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 (laughs) y'all about to put some respect on his name that was not a tryout he rolled up and they just went back to get a that was not a tryout no 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 so they jimbei said they fought again 
Marco rounded up the remnants of the Whitebeard Pirates. They fought Blackbeard again, and they lost. Blackbeard decimated the remnant, the whatever was left of Whitebeard's forces. They gone. What was he gonna do? He had two freaking double fruit. And he has a crew. And he has a crew crew of some of the worst. Full of people who were locked up and literally told to be forgotten about. So, like, Blackbeard might be that dude. Uh, We learned who the new fleet admiral is. It's not Akiji. No, no, no. And again, talk about that eventually as well. So, Mm -hmm. I understand this decision by the world. What I don't, I even, uh, I even agree with the decision. It's not even that I don't understand it. It's like, damn, y'all really out here doing the most. They moved headquarters. Yeah, because Sak- Sakazuki said, if I'm going to be fleet admiral, we're not going to be scared of the emperors anymore. That shit is done. We have to show the people that they can have faith in us. And I don't think Aokiji would have been a good choice because he is far too laid back to actually protect people. Sakazuki's a sociopath, but he yeah. does want to stop piracy. And as we're about, and like we're, now nah, we're about to learn just how horrific pirates in the new world are. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even say it's like bad for the pirate for how bad the pirates are. I feel like you moving headquarters is not going to change the situation. I feel like they're doing too much, and they just because. Y'all beat Whitebeard. Y'all really out here think you can do whatever you want. To be fair, you didn't beat Whitebeard. Blackbeard beat Whitebeard. You did not. So I mean, they age. need to get that image out of their head that they fucking did something at Marineford because they didn't. Y'all just happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right hostage. Had it not been for Blackbeard, you would have got run the fuck up. On. So I mean, like, age took down Whitebeard. They they really need to. I think they're they're too high for their britches right now. Like. Y'all really think y'all did something? And I hope I feel like you're about to get humbled. And I really wish, I hope that it happens sooner than later. Because I really want to see y'all get run up on for what y'all did to my nigga Ace. Actually, hold that thought, Wit, actually. Hold that thought. Um, but then we get to meet one of the four emperors. And one of the most horrific introductions in One Piece to date. Charlotte Lin Lin. Big Mom is talking about a tea party and she is so excited about this tea party that she eats her child. Which is such a like like I didn't realize that the image of the witch from Hansel and Gretel and Yubaba from Spirited Away was a thing. Yes. Like that's literally her. Yes. Charlotte Linlin. As soon as I saw it I was like yes. This is a union of two characters I didn't realize was needed to be a thing but it really didn't need to be a thing and i'm scarred and she eats one of her children in her introduction what the fuck yeah i definitely had a yeah it's time to walk away moment yo and luffy because whitebeard is gone who's protecting the fishmen they we need protection right so they 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 sign up with big mom and Luffy says, no, I ate all the candy. It was me. And Charlotte and Big Mom's like, I know you lying, but all right, little kid, come find me in the new world. I, I, res- I respect the vision. Come, come find me. Let's see, see about your girl. See about your girl. What makes me so terrifying. mad about that scene is like all the fishmen are like, yeah, I wish we could hang 
their flag on our our thing because I feel like that's a little bit more admirable and you know we like them better. Luffy once again he's gotten slightly better, still not the brightest. You literally had the audacity to say I did it okay and over the phone. Yes. Over the phone. He is declaring war with an emperor of the sea. Yes. Yes. And does not even care. And it's crazy because, like, her little henchmen that are out there are like, yo, is he, like, is he for real right now? Yo, the yeah. fact that Peckham's was like, yo, whoop. Did he really just? They weren't even mad when it happened, right? They were just like, okay, cool. Shit happens. Charge it to the game. We'll smooth this over with mama. We gonna let this one slide. No. Tried to talk him out of the punishment, and he still said, "Bish, okay, and what?" And Big Mom said, "Bet, find me the new world. Let's go, let's go, child. Let's go, child." What kills me is like Luffy's like, I mean, I was already on my way there anyway. If we're gonna be honest, if I need to make a statement, we've been gone for two years. I might as well. And so I like, respect I, that. I get it. I get it. I do. However. She be eating people like bro, we have not seen anybody just straight up eat somebody. She ate her child. Like I need like, your her child. Om nom 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 nom. I just oh my god. We okay. So we jumped there. We didn't even talk about after the when Robin was out here running her mouth again. Once again, fucking should have kept her mouth shut. Because what happened, Mr. Swamp Swamp Man? Heard everything. Oh, yeah, but then he got... everything. And what does he do? Snakes his little swamp swamp self away to snitch. This is an issue. Not only that, okay, so I I get it. You know, like, the princess is the the person, whatever. The only other people that know, the king, the brothers, that got the Mark Mark man that wanted to go capture her and his little lackeys. And now the, the little swampy man. Yeah, but he got done. Like, I love that they try. He he perceives himself as like this big player, and Luffy, Sanji, and Zoro just run up on him and do him up again. Like, just L after L after L for this man. But he doesn't have to. The thing is, he doesn't have to win so long as he has intel. If he gets any information that he's learned out, it doesn't matter if he takes L's for the rest of the series, because now people know stuff they shouldn't know. Hold that thought and pay attention to the cover stories coming up. Uh, all the cover stories have been bad. I, my favorite one, though, when Big Mom was sitting on the floor, or I looked like it was her, and all of her little people were around her wearing straw hats and <laughs> reading the newspapers. Okay, that was a pretty funny one. I like that, that one. Because really it's like Luffy's like a symbol, right? It's like and, a Spider-Man suit. And now you're starting all to get that. Wanna be, all the kids want to be Luffy. Now, like, all the, he, like you said, he's becoming a symbol. Keep that and keep the straw hat in mind. Um, There was a lot. I feel like we did cover all the the major points of Fishman Island and just, like, how well done it is and just how it, it manages to cover racism in a way that doesn't feel preachy. Yeah. Right? Like, it's That's not, accurate. it's not Oda trying to tell us a message that racism is bad. It's Oda saying, this is how racism affects real people through generations. Like, the whole thing is a gener. Fishman Island is about generational curses at its core yes. and like what it actually means to break a generational curse. And if you can't even do that. And, yeah. it, and if and you can't can even do that. 
it, it's not even if you can't even do that. It's a you think that you're changing it now, but it still might be two or three generations after you that actually gets the change done. Mm -hmm. Just because we're following you doesn't mean that it's going to be resolved within this story. Right. It is our duty to plant trees for which we will not enjoy the shade. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that line from Hamilton? I'll, I'll, what did he say? Shoot. I oh. may not live to see our glory. I may not live to see our glory, but I will gladly join the fight. And, and if, if our, our children, children tell our story, story they'll tell the friends. story of tonight. Yes. That is exactly what this was. Um, see, I thought you were going to go for Washington's resignation when he says, I'll plant seeds and sit under my own oh, vine. Yeah. Um, but do we have any closing thoughts before we get into the next? Arc? The next arc is actually pretty short, only 46 chapters, but um, it's Ooh, Otis. Good. It's Otis. So, you know, I'm if it's like Birdman, as Justin says, because man, actually, you know what? No, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I got some Why stuff to say. Because I was about to show you something just to give you a little taste of what you, of what's in store for you. But I don't know if I want to do that. Nah, you, you just it's only forty six chapters. It's only forty six no, chapters. Yeah, it's, it's a short read. It's not too crazy. Um, I will say, Punk Hazard has my favorite Zoro moment. Second favorite Ooh. Zoro moment. Let's talk about my baby day like that. Ooh, I think I know what you're talking about because I yeah. think I would agree. It. it this is what this is how you handle an ensemble cast. Like Oda manages to take all these characters, give them all moments, make them all feel unique and earned and worthwhile. At no point is everybody just sitting around waiting for someone to do the thing. They all have their own agency to do what they wanted. I can go on and on about this. Uh, closing thoughts on Fishman Island. Asia, I'll start with you. Just really well done. It's my new favorite. Um, it's my new favorite and ironically, you know, wraps up the story of Arlong. Arlong being my previous favorite. So yeah, I'm I love it here. Happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. Like it it was really just okay, Oda. Like yeah, it's a go so hard. I already said I liked you. Uh what what about you? So what do we got? Uh, Princess is a siren. That's the issue. Kind of left her. Noah's out here dragging by the dragons. Issue. We gotta fix that. Tom's brother just out here lurking in the desert, or not in the desert, in the fishman land. That's the issue. Uh, all my homies hit humans. Yup. And I hope they get ran up on. Who was the nigga that was following them? Exactly. Yo, exactly. there's a lot we haven't talked about. <laughs> Yo, like there's. Fishman Island is only like 50 some chapters, but so much happens in Fishman so Island. Happens. Yeah, because we didn't talk about that. I'm, I'm looking through. Oh, my we notes. didn't even. Yes, okay, I do have notes. Oh, sorry. My last thing the fact that we didn't talk about Luffy asking Jinbei to join his crew. Yeah. And Jinbei saying, I have things I need to handle with Big Mom first. As soon as I'm done with that, I will take you up on that offer. How that did happen. All right, so the other Jinbei moment that I really loved in this, he act, like he begs Nami for forgiveness for letting Arlong loose. Oh my god, yeah. And Nami's yeah, like, Nami's my moment was wild. I loved it. Like, and Sanji, I like Sanji's reaction here because that's not Sanji being boisterous. That's Sanji saying, "You are responsible for my f for like the worst moment of my friend's life." 
Like, he was actually telling Jimbei to kill himself. Like, that was not exaggeration. No, kill yourself. Like he really he, had that. If you don't do it, I'll do it moment. Mm-hmm. He, like, he meant that shit. And then Nami's like, no, you may have let Arlong loose, but Arlong is his own person with his own choices. Arlong did that to me, not you. To be fair, though, I do. I feel like when Nami said that, she, one, did kind of forgive the situation because she knew it wasn't him. But at the same time, I feel like she wanted him to live with the guilt knowing that he kind of caused her suffering at the same time. It was one of those, I'm not going to kill you because you deserve to live with what you've done moments. Oh, no, she definitely, she definitely, because I think she even says, no, you should have to, like, you should live and carry this on, like, carry this forward. But Jimbei gets an invitation to join the crew. Jimbei says, all right, let me handle this situation with Big Mom and I'll join you. Uh, So we got to handle this Big Mom situation so we can get Jimbei. Handling the Big Mom situation. We say that like it's easy. (laughs) Hello? Yeah, like, no, no big deal. This is mom. I, so, all right. Peek behind the curtain. I actually went back and dug up my tweets for when I first read their adventure with Big Mom. I'm going to read these back to myself so I can remind myself what a fool I was. I feel like this is us with Doflamingo right now. No, deadass. We're going to eat <laughs> And, like, just just, like, kikiing to himself because, like, he knows, right? Mm-hmm. I, I will say. On that tape. Oh, that so hard. Doflamingo is probably one of the better written characters of the entire series. Just like the layers to him. When we finally do meet up with Doflamingo again and we get his whole story, it's going to completely recontextualize his speech at Marineford. Where he said, children who have never known peace have different values than children who have only known war. Once you get his story... Look, once you get his story and reread that, you'll realize, oh, you're an, oh, God, you're evil as fuck. <laughs> you are evil as fuck. Let's put a pin in that. Punk Hazard, thank you for joining us. The next section of our reading, chapters 654 to chapters 699, only 46 chapters. Um, I'm warning you now, the arc after that is 101 chapters. So, I'll figure out how we're going to do that one because that's a lot to read in two weeks. So we'll figure that one out for you guys, the listeners at home. We already would have read that well in advance by then. But until next time, we are out of here. Take care, everybody.